The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria. We're going to break down a wonderful nine-game card. It's Thursday, May 13th. Got a nice little slate of action to talk about. Uh, great night going tonight. Can't complain. I got to wait on this little late-game hammer, but hopefully it ends well. I uh, got some Kuzma, got some Caldwell Pope, a little Kelly Olynyk, a couple guys in there I need to round out, but we'll see. We'll see. But the day goes on, the slates goes on, and it, everything keeps on moving full circle. So we got these nine games to talk about. But before I jump into anything, quick shout out to our presenting sponsors over at MyBookie. If you guys haven't checked them out already, head over to MyBookie.ag. They are the number one sports book out there. The only one I use. I say stamp of approval pretty often, but it's more than that. Uh, they, I mean, I might as well get them tattooed on my body at this point. Uh, my bookie has the best odd boost contest in the business. They have a fully fledged casino platform, everything from table games to slot machines, you name it, and they have it. Awesome sports content. You can, the best customer service. I could just go on for days. Uh, and the best part about it is if, if this is the first time you're hearing it, never heard of them, never been there, head over there now and use the promo code HOOPBALL on your initial deposit. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. And they will match you 50% on up to $1,000. So you put in $1,000, they will give you $500 for free to play with in any way, shape, or form that you choose to. So head over to my bookie, promo code HOOPBALL. All right. We got nine games to talk about, and like you know, you think with the season winding down, we get these smaller slates. Uh, it, it, it's just starting to cook. We got nine tonight, and then this weekend, the fully loaded fifteen gamer. Every single team playing. Buckle up for that one. It's going to be all hands on deck. We're going. You're probably going to see multiple, multiple DFS today staffers, uh, maybe on the podcast, even uh, articles. We'll be all over the place. But first game of the night, LA Clippers. Traveling to Charlotte, they are taking on the Hornets for the Hornets. Miles Bridges, Gordon Hayward, Cody Martin all ruled out. Caleb Martin is questionable for the Clippers. Amir Coffey, Serge Ibaka have been ruled out. We have a 223.5 game total. Clippers favored by eight. Looking at this game, a lot of games on the docket. It's weird to see the Clippers in an early game, not something that we're pretty used to. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game, used to to them being the late-game hammer. So uh, the great thing about this is we'll have any tricky Paul George or Kawhi Leonard sneaky news if they try to go that way. But it seems these guys are going to play for the most part. Not too excited about this game, ultimately. Uh, I love their price tags. You know, anytime these two guys are under 9K, I keep them in my player pool. If I happen to land on them, I don't mind it one bit. It's just going to be kind of an underwhelming matchup for me. I, I, you know, I think this game stays relatively close, but I don't think that we need to see too much Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I don't think this is like a ceiling type performance game out of them with nine guys on the slate or nine games on the slate and plenty of guys that we're going to be targeting in the 8K or above range. Ultimately, I don't think I land on them unless it just rounds out a lineup and I like the way it looks, but... Other than those two guys, Zubat, I don't mind taking a look at him. 5K. Played 30 minutes in that last one. 
absolutely torched Toronto for 38.5 DK points. Charlotte happens to be pretty weak against opposing centers as well. So it's another matchup, I think, if you, uh, if you wanted to go that way. I wouldn't fault you. Center position is another popular one, but for 5K in this matchup, not a bad idea. On the other side of the ball, for Charlotte, Lamella Ball, top-tiered guy over here coming in at 8,500. Uh, he hasn't been worth it for the past two games, and even, you know, I guess we could say uh, three out of the last four. It's a tough matchup overall. I don't think I'll be playing any Lamelo at 85. If I was playing anybody, I might go to Terry Rozier at 77. Uh, I, I would love P.J. Washington at 74. I wouldn't even mind paying that price tag one bit. Uh, I like him playing center a little bit more than I like him playing power forward. With that being said, he's been absolutely cooking. Uh, so if you want to go that way, you absolutely could. But I just think Rozier and then probably a little bit of Jalen McDaniels at 5,100 would be the two guys that I crossed the line off at. On to the next game, Milwaukee Bucks traveling to Indiana, taking on the Pacers here. For the Pacers, Malcolm Brogdon, Jeremy Lamb, Edmund Sumner, Miles Turner, TJ Warren, all ruled out. Aaron Holiday is questionable. For the Bucks, they're good to go. Nobody being really listed on this injury report worth noting. We'll start off with the Bucks. I mean, normally this would be a, a smash spot, one of these super competitive matchups that we want to target. And it still is. It's not like I think that the Pacers are just going to roll over just because they don't have Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner. Uh, but they have been absolutely bleeding points. And with a fully healthy Bucks team, they should be able to jump down their throats pretty quickly. Uh, we're just going to have to see how they respond. And they're probably going to need somebody to step up in a big way. Giannis coming in at 10-9. Where does he rank as far as the studs on the slate? He's definitely somebody I would target. I still think I would prefer Jokic over him, who we'll get to in a little bit. Vucevic is another guy that I've been looking at. Uh, we'll get to him in a little bit. I think I prefer both of them over Giannis. When it comes to Giannis and Sabonis, it's, you know, you want to run these guys back. Sabonis now getting up to a price tag of 10-7, and rightfully so, uh, with the triple doubles he's been putting up. I would just prefer to play uh, Jokic over him. Now that these guys are only $300 apart, Jokic just gives me that much more comfortable floor. Uh, nonetheless, it, it's, a great, it's a great matchup for him. Uh, outside of Giannis on this team, don't mind Holiday, don't mind Middleton, but those guys are just priced appropriately. If you want to play them, sure. They're not optimal plays in my eyes, not guys that I'm really gravitating towards. And to be honest, I don't think there's really anybody. Maybe if anybody, it would probably be like a Bobby Portis at 5,200. Uh, decent matchup, especially knowing that they don't really have a solid four that they've been running out. They've kind of just been hodgepodging uh, a little bit between, you know, Doug McDermott throwing out a little Jakar Sampson when he's actually healthy. Uh, but Sabonis is anchored down that five spot, and he'll continue to play that five spot. So Bobby Portis at 5,200, I could see him having a pretty decent game here. Averaged 40 DK points against this team in two games earlier in the season. Season It was only in 21 minutes. So Portis, Giannis, if you're looking at anybody on the Indiana side of the ball, Sabonis has been the guy I've been riding, but at 10-7, it's getting a little tough, uh, a little tough to pay that price tag. So I'll probably take a hard pass on it at that price tag. Just like I said, I prefer to play Jokic over him. Uh, Karis Levert, same thing, 8900. I wasn't paying 86 for him. He's getting a 300 price boost. Don't think I'll go there. If I was to go anywhere, it would just be continuing going to like guys like T.J. McConnell at 5500, knowing that we already got the news. No Malcolm Brogdon. He'll probably you know see that 25 to 30 minutes. He never plays much more than that, but. He's a solid point-per-minute producer. He gives you that good, safe floor of around 20 to 25 DK points. And we know he has that ceiling when he gets those 10-plus assist games or 8-plus assist games and 
chips in a couple rebounds, gets you four steals. Uh, he, this dude could turn it on in random games. It's going to be a fast-paced game against the Bucks too. Uh, and the way that these uh, two teams have been playing, this should be a high-scoring game. So we don't have the game total. We don't have the spread. But I would assume it's going to probably be at least 235, uh, maybe even closer to the 240. Just the Pacers bump, I guess, is what it's been. Take a quick sip of the quick sip of the Gatorade and then move on to game three. All right. The solo pods. You get the you get the drive throw once in a while, but we got Orlando Magic traveling to Atlanta, taking on the Hawks. Hawks on the second half of a back to back here. No injury report for them. But for the Magic, Mo Bamba is questionable. Michael Carter Williams, James Enos, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Chumo Okiki, Otto Porter Jr., and Terrence Ross. All ruled out. 227 and a half game total. Hawks favored by a whopping 12 and a half points. So, you know, got to keep an eye on Mo Bamba. Uh, that's the main guy. We saw that he got ruled out pretty close, pretty close to lock um, in the last game. So 7,300, though, in this matchup, wouldn't mind him. But again, keep in mind, Wendell Carter Jr. is back. So that whole playing 30-plus minutes every single night thing might be a thing of the past. He might be looking more like, you know, splitting that time, 24 to 24, 26 to 22. Uh, but there's 48 minutes at the center position, and these guys are both going to have to play a little bit. So, you know, actually, no, thinking about this, no Mobamba. Uh, if anything, Wendell Carter Jr. at 6K, but I don't think I'll either go to him either. Uh, if I'm looking anywhere, it would probably just be at the guard position in this game. RJ Hampton maybe at uh, 5,900. See him playing garbage time, doing well against his Hawks team. It's just very underwhelming. It would be a GPP play only, not somebody that we can really trust or, or you know, target in cash. And you, I could say Cole Anthony in this matchup, but it's an ugly one overall. Uh, we'll have better point guards. We'll have better guards, better value at that same price tag, I think, later on in the night. On the Hawks side of the ball, I'm not expecting this to be a very close game. doesn't make me want to play Capella very much. 8,500, second half of a back-to-back. They're hoping to get this game out of out of reach pretty quickly. And if that happens, Capella's going to be playing 24, 25 minutes. So 8,500, I don't think I can pay that price tag. Trey Young at 91, he can easily pay that off. Easy matchup for him. I expect him to cook in this matchup. But, you know, do I end up actually rostering him? I'll probably have him in a few of my, you know, 20-entry max lineups. Uh, outside of that, if you're playing single entry or cash, it might be a little tough this game with a 12.5-point spread. You know, I don't expect him to be the first guy necessarily to sit, but I don't expect him to have to play a whole lot either. Uh, they've shown the will to play guys like Chris Dunn and Skylar Mays. Outside of those two guys, John Collins, still a fair price tag at 67. Probably the one guy I could see myself actually owning a sheriff. On to the next game. 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Philadelphia 76ers traveling to Miami. They are taking on the Heat for the Heat. Jimmy Butler is questionable. Victor Oladipo has been ruled out for the Sixers. Joel Embiid is questionable. Ferknock Horkmaz and Shake Milton are probable. No game total, no spread for this one. Starting off with the Philadelphia 76ers, a lot of it's going to be riding on Joel Embiid's status. He sat out that last game in which we saw a lot of that usage go right to Ben Simmons, right to Tobias Harris, right to Dwight Howard, and those would be the three guys that we would look at again. Uh, you know, Tobias Harris took 24 shot attempts in that last game. I think he probably gets the best matchup on paper here. Uh, so, you know, 7,300, absolutely. I wouldn't mind some shares of him if Embiid sits, if Embiid plays. No, thank you. 
Uh, same thing with Ben Simmons, 7,500. If we see that Embiid sits, he put up 42 DK points in that last one. He was only 7,300. He could pretty much return that pretty easily with the usage that he's going to see. This isn't the best matchup on paper. It's going to be a slower-paced matchup for him. This Heat defense is no joke, but uh, that Embiid usage is no joke, and that trickle-down effect is no joke. Between those two those two players, Howard at getting the extra minutes, never a high-usage guy, and a little bit also of a trickle-down to guys like Seth Curry as well. So I uh, wouldn't mind taking shots out any of the four if Embiid sits. If Embiid plays, I'll probably temper my expectations. If I had to play one of them, it would probably be like Tobias Harris. Uh, but I don't think I'd have a lot of interest in anybody outside of Tobias Harris if Embiid plays. On to the Miami side of the ball. We have to keep the eyes on Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jimmy Butler sits. So I also have to factor in the Embiid sitting. Uh, that obviously impacts the defense a whole lot. But if we do see Jimmy Butler sit, you know, looking at Bam at 8,600, uh, 8, if there's no Embiid, I can see yourself going there. Not a bad idea. The price tag's a little up, but he's been playing pretty well lately. So there's no issues with it. He's, you know, without that Embiid defense, it's a totally different story. Put up about 42 in that last one. No Butler. Sure. Why not? We got better options, but sure. Uh, Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn, Goran Dragic, those are going to be three of everybody's go-to just based on the other trickle-down of that Butler usage. If I had to pick one of those guys to go to, it would probably be Dragic at 5,100. Don't fault you if you want to go to Nunn. Nunn probably has a little bit more of a comfortable floor when there's no Butler. Uh, But that upside from Dragic, when he has to get those shot attempts, when he takes 18 shot attempts, you could pretty much guarantee 30 to 35 DK points out of him. And at 5,100, that is a good value. Outside of that, only other player I'd consider would be Andre Iguodala if he starts for Butler, and it's just purely value. Quick drink of the water, and we continue with the Gatorade. Apologize. San Antonio Spurs traveling to New York, taking on the Knicks, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. To the injury report for the Knicks. Reggie Bullock, Alec Burks, Emmanuel Quickly, all questionable. Mitchell Robinson has been ruled out. And Derrick Rose is questionable. Spurs on the second half of a back-to-back, so there is no injury report for them. But we'll start with them. Uh, Yaka, they're going, they were going against the Nets tonight, keeping the game pretty competitive for the most part. I haven't checked in on it in a little bit. I'm going to have to in a moment. It's a little harder to do when you're going solo just because I can't check the score and also you know go through information. Uh, they don't pay me enough. That's that's the big, big bucks. That's that's what gets you on ESPN. They're playing on their phones, hopefully, the whole time. Guaranteed. But in this matchup, going to New York, it's going to be a tough one. New York's the defense, their pace, their grittiness. It grinds other teams down. This team's going to be on the second half of a back-to-back. There's a lot of things not to like here. Jakob Pertl, 5,400, you know, knowing that they're going to have to go against the size. I like them in that Nets matchup because of that. So I, I don't mind going back to the well here. It's just not as good of a play. But at 5,400, again, it's solid. I feel like he can return 5x value for us. I just wouldn't expect the ceiling-type performance from him. Outside of him, I don't think I'll be going to too much more here. I could see playing uh, Deshante Murray at 7K, but there's other guys that we'll talk about that I think are a little bit more interesting. On the other side of the ball, Julius Randle coming in at 9,400. Uh, I don't mind Randle here. I actually do like Randle. 
He's getting a little bit of price decrease. This guy was basically priced over 10K for about five or six straight games at one point. Uh, put up about 50 DK points in that Lakers matchup. Went to overtime. He was upset with himself. He felt like he was part of the reason he should have stepped up more. Uh, this feels like it's a good bounce back spot for Randall. A nice get right spot at 9,400. I don't mind Randall one bit. In fact, I think he is one of the better price tag players on the slate. I think he's going to give us a 10K performance. Outside of him, it's maybe Noel, uh, but that's it. Everybody else a little risky. We don't really know what's going. If we see that Derrick Rose sits, you could take a stab at Alfred Payton at 3,400. Uh, but again, it's a stab. There's a little risk involved. Would it be a terrible play, though? All right. That is five games down. We have four games remaining. We are absolutely just burning and churning. Sacramento Kings traveling to Memphis. Love when these two teams face off. No game total. No spread. For the Grizzlies, Grayson Allen, Sean McDermott ruled out. Jonas Valanciunas, Valanciunas, questionable. For the Kings, Marvin Bagley, Harrison Barnes, both doubtful. De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton ruled out. Buddy Heald is probable. We'll start off with this Kings team, and obviously with no Bagley, no Harrison Barnes, we're likely to see a little bit more of, uh, as Santino would say, the Me Too movement. Uh, Chemezi Metu, uh, he's just been an absolute beast. I think he's a fan favorite at 4,100. He'd probably be a pretty chalky play, and rightfully so, especially in this matchup where we know that Memphis will play a little bit bigger. We'll probably see Tillman or, or Jonas start no matter what. Um at that center position, and then combinations of you know Brandon Wright and Kyle Anderson at the four. So I don't mind looking at him. I think Harkless would see significant minutes as well. Uh, you know, me too, Metu, uh, better point per minute producer than Harkless, but both those guys very, very much in play. Outside of those two guys, looking at a guy like DeLon Wright, going against his former team at 8,100. Uh, he's played for a lot of teams, but this is one of his former teams. Uh, absolutely no issues there. This dude just continues to give us value. It's been one time out of the past five games that he hasn't returned value. Um, sign me up. If I got a four out of five success rate, if you tell me there's an 80% chance I can get value out of Dolan Wright, at, even at 8,100, I'm cool with that. Uh, so I absolutely have no issues going there as well. So uh, it would mostly just be Dolan Wright, that too. Less Harkless. If anything, I would try to find the extra money for Davis. Uh, but he's coming off of a great game that I capitalized. But we're talking three straight games, 35 DK points or plus, 40 plus once in there. So the upside's there. Uh, but this feels like it's it might just be one of those spots where I bounce off. I feel like he might get a little bit of the Dylan Brooks defense. I'd rather go to the right. <clears throat> On the Memphis side of the ball, John Morant coming in at 8,200. Top most expensive guy on this Memphis team. Never going to argue against Josh. It's not the matchup I really want to go to. Uh, you know, it's easier than it has been, but it just might be one of those games that's too easy. Uh, he, he might just tear this up. We might just see a little bit of everybody chip in. Uh, between Tillman, Bain, I already know that those are two value plays on this team that if we see that Valanciunas is ruled out, we, if we, we already know that, um, I'm sorry, uh, Grayson Allen has been ruled out. Uh, Jared Jackson Jr. will be back probably and probably be in that starting lineup with that being said. So we might see, uh, or we should see, like I say, might, we should see our boy Desmond Bain get reverted back to a bench role. So should still probably play about 20 to 25 minutes, but he's not going to start. 
everybody slides down. Kyle Anderson doesn't play the four anymore. He goes down to the three. Brooks goes down to the two. Jaron in there at the four. Tilly would likely still draw the start at center. So keep that in mind. Keep an eye on it. It's all going to be determined by that. But I will still have some interest in Tillman if there is. Did I say Tilly before? Like I meant Tillman. Uh, I'll, have, I'll have interest in Tillman if there's no Valanciunas. And John Morant, outside those two guys, that is it for me. Only three games left, and this is this is kind of where the like, the juiciness happens. You know, I feel like the, once it hits eight o'clock, things start to get a little saucy. Uh, the better games of actual basketball, well, for the most part, uh, one good one, and then the better the better games, I think, for DFS as well. Toronto Raptors traveling to Chicago. Taking on the Bulls. Buckle up for this injury report. For the Bulls, Troy Brown Jr., Tomas Sadaransky, and Daniel Tice. All questionable. But for the Raptors, OG, Aaron Baines, Chris Boucher, Rodney Hood, Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, and Paul Watson have all been ruled out. We'll start off with this. I don't want to say injury riddled. This rested, this this rested, this super tired Raptors team. And I don't want to say it like that because I know Van Vliet and Lowry have been battling injuries, and I'm sure other guys have been. But uh, you know, these guys are clearly tanking at this point. They've been tanking for a long time. We're going to see plenty of games like this for the remainder of the season. Wouldn't be surprised if more of them are like this. But uh, you can absolutely look at every single player in this uh, in their spots. I have no issues going anywhere here. You know, if you wanted to look at some Malachi Flynn, sure, why not? 5,700, he should be able to return about 5x. There's the upside for a little bit more. Uh, I don't mind it one bit. I would probably lean towards some of these little cheaper options instead of going to, like, Gary Chet Jr. or the Bembry. Uh, you know, this Bulls team has kind of been playing with a little conviction. I expect them to just kind of throttle quickly. When you play guys like Gary Chet Jr. paying 6K, relying on a straight jump shooter to hit his shots that night. And if he's on, you're going to cash in. And if he's off, you're not. So I don't like to just rely on scoring reliant guys. Once I start to hit that 6K mark, I kind of want to get a little bit of more action, whether it's defensively or rebounds or assists, whatever it may be. Uh, but there's definitely some guys that we could take advantage of. Jalen Harris, uh, you know, 3,800, played 25 minutes and 29 minutes over the last two games, 20 DK points and 30 DK points. Should play a significant run. DeAndre Bembry, you to want to be. Uh, either one of these guys, if I had to pick one of those, it would probably be Wantanabe. But I don't mind playing any of these guys. With Boucher out, it's going to be minutes galore. Uh, and even I think the fan favorite is uh, Gillespie. He absolutely scorched in the last one, 25 minutes, put up 27 DK points. So was all over the floor, though, was getting, was getting all the praise on Twitter. Uh, so, again, <clears throat> I'm not playing Stanley Johnson. We'll just get that out of the way. I won't do it. If he burns me, he burns me. I won't pay, play Bembry. Two guys that are just a little too low usage for me. I'm not playing Trent Jr. I uh, probably won't play Ken Birch, although he's not an absolutely terrible play. But every single one of these other guys are absolutely my player pool. They're going to have a small rotation. They're going to have to play big minutes, and there's value to be had. On the Chicago side of things, Nikola Vucevic. For everything I just said, he should absolutely scorch in this matchup. We've seen time and time again, uh, ever since the injuries have happened over there in Toronto or Florida, whatever way you want to say it, uh, centers have just been walking in there and having their way with them. It's just been an absolute cakewalk. So look at that guy like Vucevic. I have no issues going there at 10-2. I've already mentioned a few guys that I like them a little bit more at higher price tags. 
outside of him, not a whole lot to like here. If Sadoransky gets ruled out, we'll probably see a few more minutes get slid over to guys like Garrett Temple, uh, but not guys that I'd be overly excited about. And Kobe White would probably pick up an extra minute or two as well. Only two games remaining. We have the Denver Nuggets traveling to Minnesota, taking on the Timberwolves. For the Nuggets, Will Barton, P.J. Dozier, Jamal Murray, all ruled out. Monte Morris is questionable, dealing with the right hamstring management. For the Timberwolves, Malik Beasley, Jared Cole were both ruled out. We do have a game total, 235.5. Denver favored by six. Putting some respect on this Minnesota team name when they've been playing pretty well lately. Kind of getting, you could just see the chemistry that's been building uh, between Russell, between Towns. These guys, like, these guys are best friends and off the court. So, you know, eventually it's going to click on the court. Uh, looking at Jokic, I already said it. He's my favorite player on the slate. Absolutely love him in this matchup. Uh, you know, Towns, for as great as this guy is on offense, he can absolutely get chewed up on defense. Jokic is averaging 62 DK points in two matchups. This season against the Timberwolves, there's no reason to believe it won't be another 60-pointer tonight. Uh, I'd say the floor is going to be probably 55, but sign me up for some joker all over him. I am not going to chase the Porter Jr. game. I don't even think it's a chase. I do believe he's that talented, and you can do it on a nightly basis. But I do prefer more Jokic in this matchup. Outside of Jokic, I don't think I'll be going to too much. Rivers will likely draw another start. Probably play 30-plus minutes. At 4,400, sure, why not? If you land on him, if you need it. But, again, not a high-usage guy, not a guy that has an incredibly high ceiling, so not somebody that I would even recommend too often in GPPs uh, just because you're kind of targeting high ceilings. Uh, if you're playing in one of those mass multi-entry GPPs, you're looking for somebody that can get you a 40, you know, 50 um, at 4,400. You want to know that they have the upside. It might be a low probability, uh, but you want to know that they have the upside, and it's just hard to see that upside when, you know, you're a point guard and you're seeing the offense get ran through the center in front of you. Rightfully so. On the Minnesota side of the ball, like I just said, Towns, Russell, both these guys have been playing great. Edwards making a late run push at that rookie of the year award. This kid looks like he's an absolute stud, absolute freak of nature. Uh, he was he's, that turnaround fade he had the other night on the uh, on the right baseline, which is it just looks like a veteran move. It looks like somebody that's been in the league who's made four or five All Star games. Uh, this kid's 19 years old. He's great with the media. I'm super excited about this kid's future. He's going to be unbelievable. Uh, he's got a future star for a long, long time in the league. And uh, you know what? I'll be the first one to admit, I did not think, I, I didn't know. I'm not going to say I didn't think. I didn't know he was this good. I had no idea he was this good. Uh, but nonetheless, AK, I'm not playing around DK for everything I just said. If I'm looking anywhere, it's going to be a guy like Ricky Rubio in a competitive game, knowing that they don't have a true point guard. Uh, Compazzo and Ricky Rubio, that's going to be a, a sweet European battle. Um, actually, no. I, I, European. He's Argentinian. Uh, Rubio is Spanish. Uh, is it Spain? I gotta, I gotta, I'm butchering this, and I do apologize. I'm, I believe Compazzo is Argentinian, if I'm not mistaken. And Rubio is from Spain. So, be a foreign battle. Won't be a European battle. But I do like Rubio at 5,600 in this matchup. Uh, for as good as Composo is at racking up the steals, he's, he gets torched by point guards. It's, it's kind of getting a little bit ridiculous at this point. Just the amount of highlights where it just kind of shows him getting torched. But we've seen three straight games of Ricky Rubio taking double-digit shot attempts with uh, at least 26 minutes getting played in those. And it's been a good return 
of two games of 36 DK points and one of 28. So at 5,600, if we have a floor of 50, uh, you know, let's say 28 DK points and a ceiling of 40, I'm absolutely okay with that. It gives you some exposure to one of these later games as well. So probably my favorite play on this team. And outside of him, I might take a stab at a guy like Hernan Gomez simply because uh, he is back. He probably is the best guy on paper for this power forward position. Even though they start Vanderbilt, they're going to continue to start Vanderbilt. Uh, you know, when Hernan Gomez is playing and he's clicking, these guys should be at the very least splitting minutes. And it's a little revenge going against his former team. Final game of the night. Portland Trail Blazers traveling to Phoenix, taking on the Suns. For the Suns, Cam Johnson, Abdul Nader both ruled out. Portland has yet to release their injury report. No game total, no spread. Portland on the second half of back-to-back, so we're not going to get that. Two back-to-back tough games for this for this Trail Blazers team. They're facing the Jazz tonight as I'm recording this, going against the Suns tomorrow. Two of the toughest teams defensively to go against. Two tiring teams that will burn you out, put the pressure on it, apply the pressure. Damian Lillard coming in at 9-5. He gets up for these matchups, absolutely. I said the same thing for the Jazz, but it's a win-now game for him. I don't mind it, but with nine games on the slate, I just I think there's already other pivots I like. I don't think he's the pivot I'm taking. So I, I won't have any shares of Damian Lillard. If I'm going anywhere, it would probably be, again, a little bit more towards the center position. I liked Enes Cantor last night. I like him again tonight. It is a back-to-back, so I don't expect Nurkic to necessarily be you know completely limited. Uh, but it might be one of those 21-minute games instead of a 30-minute game. Uh, we saw in that last back-to-back on the front half, he played 31 against L.A. and the back half, he played 21 against San Antonio. Granted, one of those games were a blowout, uh, but he's a guy that did miss some significant time uh, for another circumstance. So earlier in the season against Boston, played 29 back-to-back, Atlanta 23. So second half of the back-to-backs, the minutes do worry me slightly, but for all those reasons, I will have some shares of Canner at 45. Outside of Canner, maybe Covington, and that's simply GPP, just because you want to take some stabs at having one of those big defensive nights where he gets three steals, two blocks, uh, chips in seven or eight boards, and hits a couple threes, and all of a sudden you're cooking. Uh, you're looking at 40 DK points that you just paid bit like low fives for. On the Phoenix side of the ball, these guys got good price tags. DeAndre Ayton coming in at 6,800. I do like Ayton. Uh, he hasn't done much over the last two games, but he hasn't had to do much over the last two games. Uh, I, I'll take some stabs at him. He's only averaging 25 DK points in this matchup, but it's only in 24 minutes. If this game stays close, he plays 30 to 35 minutes. He's probably going to put up 30 to 35 DK points. Sign me up for some Aiton. And if I had to pick between Paul and Booker, I'd probably lean more Booker. I think this is going to be more of the Booker matchup. Uh Averaging 49 DK points in two games against this Portland team earlier in the season. 8,300 feels a little bit too cheap for him. So I'll take some Booker. If you need a little value on this team, you could take stabs at Jay Crowder. He drew a start in that last one. Uh, Don't know if that's going to be something going forward or if it was just because it was against Golden State. But he performed. He came in there, took 10 shots, all 10 shots from behind the arc, and shot 6 of 10. Put up 20 points, 32 DK points total. Now he has two out of the last three games. He put up at least 30 DraftKings points at 4,700 in a plus matchup where, again, he might have sized, he might have played power forward simply because it made sense against Draymond, and it would make sense in this matchup uh, as well. 
So if they need them to play power forward to match up with Covington, make a lot of sense. Very similar sizes. And that rounds us out. That brings us to the end. About 32 minutes for a nine-game solo breakdown. But we'll get to the player tier section now. We'll talk about some of the favorite high-priced, mid-priced, and value plays I like on the night. One of each tier. For the top tier, I gave it already. It's Nikola Jokic. Uh, absolutely going to play him. 11K. Prefer him over Giannis. Prefer him over Sabonis. Uh, you know, the 800 difference between him and Vooch, that gets a little closer. I do like Vooch a lot. Uh, but then the, after that, it's just a big drop down to a bunch of other guys. So he will be my top tier play of the night. And if I had to, you know, kind of give like another, I guess, mid-tier play, one of those not, I already gave it Vooch, 10-2, or for the expensive. Uh, for the mid-tier play, though, it has to be under 8K. So guys like John Morant, Devin Booker, those guys are ruled out. So under 8K. Uh, you know, without knowing the news, you know, I could easily just take the easy cop out. Say if Embiid's ruled out, I would go to one of those Philly guys between Ben Simmons or Tobias Harris. Both those guys are very much at play, but we'll find someone. We'll find someone that I that I think that we could go with. A, it's a little bit more comfortable. Nah, we're gonna do that. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah, we're just gonna roll there. We'll go straight to the value. I'll give a couple extra value plays. It's just tough without this news, especially this late in the season. You've heard me say time and time again, uh, you're pretty much donating your money if you can't follow the news and adjust your lineup. You know, even tonight, uh, kind of seeing how lineup shaked out, who was starting, who wasn't. Uh, once I saw Pritchard was coming off the bench, um, I wanted to start him everywhere. Uh, that was something I immediately gravitated towards. I was this guy. You knew this guy was going to have all the bench usage. You knew a lot of people would gravitate towards guys like Naismith, and I was okay with that. You know, no matter what, I, I liked Pritchard more coming off the bench. I want that usage. Minutes equal money. That is a true fact. But minutes with usage equal more money. So keep an eye on that kind of stuff, and you know, we we have to be able to adjust. So Dwight Howard would be a great value play at forty eight again if we see that. You know, Joel Embiid is ruled out. Probably be one of my go-tos. I would say uh, Tumezi Metu, 4,100. We already got doubtful tags for those power forwards over there in Sacramento between Barnes and Bagley. I think he would make a rock-solid value play. Pretty much anybody you want from the Toronto Raptors would make for a rock-solid value play. There's going to be a lot of value, so I expect to continue to see a lot of these Stars and Scrubs lineups and double-center lineups I would expect to see a lot, too. But that is all I have for you guys. <clears throat> Appreciate you listening. Battling like a sore throat right now. I know Santino's a little under the weather as well. I, uh, you know, I think he had his actually his uh, second his second shot. So good on him. Uh, but we will be back tomorrow. If you guys want, if you have a second, if you'd like to, follow me on Twitter at Mike Patria. M I K E A P O T R I A. Give us a thumbs up, rate, review, subscribe, five stars. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, anywhere you could, hit the bell, subscribe, all the good stuff. Leave a nice comment for us. We really do appreciate it. We will be back tomorrow. It will be Dave. It will be Will. They'll be taking it out. They'll be crushing it. They'll be winning you guys some money. I'll be tuning in, taking their tips, winning some money with it. But let's go out there. Let's crush some tournaments. And let's take home the cash. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.